This is Acceptable Vices for July 29th, 2016. Tonight, politics! Ah! Hey everyone, this is Victor Frost and this is Acceptable Vices. On the show tonight, we're going to be talking about politics because, well, two the two conventions of the two major political parties in this country have recently passed and, uh, well, someone's got to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anybody else is, right guys? <laughs> in at least one case, passed on to the world beyond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the show tonight, we have Cherba. Hey, Cherbs. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, yeah, no, all right. Pretty fucking tired. Working late last night, but I'm still here eventually, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have George. Hey, George. Evening, everybody. Uh, how's things for you? Uh, busy. Yeah. Life is just busy. Yeah. All right. We've got we've got you back in front of the mattress again, as opposed to last episode. You're on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the couch, uh, back in front of the mattress, you know, back yep. where I belong. Yep. <laughs> and we've got Scott Johnson. Hey, Skojo. Hey, looking forward to this conversation on politics. Yeah, are, are you now? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, well, let's get to it. Um, so we've had the uh, Republican National Convention, which was the, uh, the event that you would that you want to go to if you uh, if you want to hear about how the world's coming to an end, and we have the Democratic National Convention, which is where you go if uh, you're you're ready to see a brand new glorious day for America. Isn't it no, normally the other you want to hear about how the world's going to end yeah, if you it, go with the other guys? Isn't it though? Isn't it normally the other way around? It's normally the Republican National Convention that's like American exceptionalism. We're the greatest country in the world, and it's the Democratic National Convention that's like the world needs our help. It's becoming a harder and harder place. Well, the Republicans don't think the world needs our help. They think it's fucking scary. Let's let's shoot them all. No, let's put a giant wall up and let no one in. We're going to put a giant wall up around the border. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Solar panels on it. It's going to generate tons of energy. Tons of energy. You wouldn't believe. Pay for itself in like 30, 40 years. Pay for itself? No, no, no. Mexicans going to pay for it, and then Europe is going to pay for it. Why does he sound like Sylvester Stallone? I don't know. I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Victor's been listening to his own recordings. No, I think that would be the worst Expendables movie ever. <laughs> Fucking Donald Trump as Barney, leader of the Expendables. I would, however, pay good money to see a movie where Sylvester Stallone is playing Donald Trump. Oh, that would be pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, so, no. I would pay good money for an internet connection through which I would pirate the movie where Donald Trump is actually in the Expendables. <laughs> Telstra giving you a hard time again, Trevor? They're always giving me a fucking hard time. Though they, they have improved in one key area. They have finally rolled out the highly advanced technology of LTE on their phone network that's fucking broken <laughs> half the time anyway. Wow. LTE just now? Just recently? Yeah. Like, I literally only just got the little LTE light up. That's probably wicked out of focus. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So... 
<laughs> I, I, you know, on topic. What topic? <laughs> so the the Guardian just so, posted a story that was Donald Trump says he's taking the gloves off now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was talking about punching people that punched him earlier, and people, and it's like halfway down the article, they're like, it only became apparent halfway through his conversation that he was talking about insulting people instead of actually punching them. <laughs> I was but like, is that the same? Is that the uh, the same converse? The same uh, train of thought where he may or may not have accidentally released ca- classified military information? Uh, not the. I didn't hear about that one. No one's given yeah. classified uh, military we paid, information. Well, no, he does. He gets. Uh, he gets the security briefings now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Did he actually say something? Yeah, um, he hasn't he actually said, had one yet. They say we. He said uh, no. I, I, it, it seems that he has at some. I think, I think I'm pretty sure he has. It's he says uh, we pay rent for our base to Saudi Arabia, but apparently the last U.S. main military base in Saudi Arabia closed in 2003, or at least it should have. Uh, well, I think that's probably just a misinterpretation of like. Something yeah, I, I think it's more likely that he's just wrong. Yeah, well, yeah. That, 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 that's I don't know, Cherba. I mean, he's been pretty <laughs> yeah. good about fact-checking this entire time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Well, it we is hard have... to believe, I know, but still. <laughs> pretty sure we actually have bases in Saudi Arabia and that they are, in fact, still active. I believe we have an air base. We should. Oh. Ah, well, at any rate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what I was, was going to say... Please do. Uh, was that he, the reason the Republican uh, convention sounded like it was an apocalypse is that, <laughs> thing, I mean, <laughs> the, it's the problem of being the out party for the presidency, right? Right. So, and, and things aren't going that bad. Like, they aren't going great, but they're not going that badly either, right? So, I mean, there's still people that can complain about stuff. But in general, like, you know, the stock market's up. Job, we're adding jobs every month. You know, we're we're not like in a couple wars that are going hideously bad. I mean, <laughs> other parts of the world aren't great, but we're not exactly you know losing like three or four hundred soldiers a month in some war elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to paint it like it's an apocalypse and everything's falling apart. You know, you have to be like, well, crime is getting out of control, even though crime has been going down still consistently since, you know, what the seventies or, <laughs> yeah. uh, or actually like, uh, well, actually I would say at least by the nineties, like murder rates and stuff have dropped significantly. And, uh, you know, so they have to, they have to make it look like everything's going to crap because why else would you vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> I still don't see that as quite a compelling reason to vote for him, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I see where you're coming from. If every if the status quo is okay in the hands of one party, why bother voting for the other? Yeah, and I mean, people are angry. I mean, there are group places where there it's not recovering, and uh, the more you can just rile them up and say like, "Look at our cities. There's these Black Lives protesters shooting cops, and and you know, and illegal immigrants are are streaming over our border and and raping our women. Like that's didn't, that that's what they're trying to do. Didn't yeah. the cop shooting guy also turn out to be a member of like a sovereign citizen movement? Or something? No, he was. Uh, no, if I can no. remember correctly, I, the last I'd read, he was an ex-military guy who uh, was drummed out of the military because he was like 
you know, crazy and like misogynistic. Um, and then he was, oh, what I did read about that guy, which is kind of interesting, is that he tried to join the black, the new Black Panthers movement. But whenever somebody wants to join one of those movements, they do an extensive background check. This is, I never thought about like, you know, like a movement, like a civil rights movement being like, oh, you know what? We got to back, background check this guy before we uh, let him be a part of our group. Yeah. And they cool. came up with red flags. Uh, about his uh, abuse of women, and they they hmm. drummed him out, and they put he was blacklisted. And once you're and apparently once you're blacklisted on one group, they just blacklist you from every group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know what? You can certainly commend them for doing their due diligence before letting someone in. And plus, when you got a name that's as long-standing and famous as the Black Panthers, especially one that also has a bit of like, hey, we used to be a bit naughty sometimes in the past, like the yeah. Black Panthers. Yeah, I mean, it, they probably... It probably makes sense to yeah. background check. Yeah, they probably, they want to keep their, you know, image, you know, keep it on the uh, positive end. So it's probably a good way, which is actually commendable. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure that the... You don't want to invite a additional controversy by letting a wackadoodle in your group. Yeah. And evidently they did. They did. They did exactly that. Well, they, they let him out. They kept him away. Well, it worked for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't work for yeah society as a whole. Yeah. <sighs> yep. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, that's the problem that you run into is they had to make everything sound like it's completely falling apart. And, I mean, there's that's not to say that there's not a lot of people struggling. Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine on a text message who is a Republican, generally, and she's been real resistant to jump on the Trump train because she doesn't really like him and how he talks about stuff. But mm. she also keeps talking about how things haven't gotten better under Obama for her. And uh, because of that, she's like, there needs to be a change. And since Clinton's trying to run as a like third term for, of Obama, she doesn't really see that as being any, uh, you know, advantage to her. And since, you know, and when you're struggling, you're thinking you know, the more, the more you're struggling to survive, the more you're going, your in group is going to shrink. Like, so, you know, it's. You, uh, have you tried convincing her to vote Gary Johnson? I know, right? <laughs> I, she, you know, she may. I don't know a Trump person, and her son and her are not like real thrilled. Oh God, I but uh, to a stupid argument with <laughs> my husband over Gary Johnson. So she posted this article where she, where the article said, um, "We need Gary Johnson to win one state because if no one can get a majority in the electoral college." Then it goes. That's not how to the it House works. Of Representatives. <laughs> Actually, that is how it works. If there is no majority in the electoral college, um, if no one gets over two seventy yeah. in the electoral college, it goes to the House of Representatives, and they uh, each state gets a vote as like a delegation, and they yeah. pick precedent from the three highest people. Yeah. And the article said, if we get a, you know, uh, you know, no majority and it goes to the House, they're going to pick Gary Johnson because they don't, the Re Republicans don't want Trump and they don't want Hillary and they're going to compromise and get Gary Johnson. Like, no, no, no they're not going to do that. They're going to put Trump in the White House immediately. Exactly, because they're. 
house is full of Republicans right now. It's yeah, full of Republicans, and they think they can manipulate Trump into doing what they want, and frankly, they're right. Fucking uh, Trump can't even manipulate Trump into doing what they want. I think, I think oh what God. sums up Trump pretty well is, is the... That one quote from Hillary Clinton during the DNC. A man you can bait with a tweet is not a man we can trust with nuclear weapons. Yeah. That's uh, really true. Um, yep. That's my biggest concern. I mean, I, I, other than all my ideological and not want public to be... I just mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, I never felt... Here's a, Here's the thing. I didn't vote for McCain... I didn't vote for Romney, right? But I didn't, and even George W. Bush, like, I didn't think that he would fly off some crazy handle and do something ridiculous. You didn't that think I they would start World has. War Three? Yeah, like they were, they yeah. were like, they were serious or semi-serious in the case of George W. Bush yeah. uh, uh, politicians who, at least at the very least, had someone behind them who you know would actually know you know was pulling the strings and knew what they were doing cheney um <laughs> but uh but even then i you know i didn't i didn't i res- i kind of i still respected their office you know i def- at the early pa- end of parts of bush's uh reign as president uh i was defending him actually because i would have these i would have this bushism calendar on my desk and people would come up and be like oh, oh that idiot and i'd be like well if you talked that much in public you'd probably have said uh, calendar worth of stupid things. <laughs> I mean, just being on this podcast every couple of weeks. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we can make a list. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, at, the, at, at the very least, I mean, you look at people like Bush and and Bill Clinton and and the previous presidents. I mean, even if you don't, even if you didn't agree with them policy wise. They weren't nece- you didn't necessarily think they were bad people, or you didn't think that they would be actually dangerous. Yeah, I mean, and uh, look at it this way: like uh, George Bush, after leaving office, he could have used many. He had a ton of opportunities to criticize Obama if he felt like it, and he stayed out yeah. of all those conversations and uh, didn't really say much at all. And in fact, pretty much said, you know, was like, you know, it's a tough office. It's a it's a tough job. And like left it at that. He just and now you have the, yeah. you, you have a guy who you just you you make a attack on him on his record. And he is trying to, like, just bring up all sorts of crap. <laughs> I mean, Bush, he just I mean, when he left office, he just fucked off and went to go painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he didn't he, he was when the job was done the job was done it's somebody else's problem now yeah and i i i see that if if trump ever if trump got in i feel like he would blame every single problem he ever has to face on obama the entire time well, well no, I mean, he's, he's not gonna blame it all on obama he's gonna blame it on Everyone and everything. Everyone and everybody him. else. Yeah. It'll be George Except W. Bush. Him. It'll be Clinton. It'll be, you know, George Washington. Yeah. It'll, it'll be like Lincoln. He's just going to go down the list of like anytime yeah. something goes wrong. It'll be like one year, one year later. <laughs> one year later, Fox will be reporting, you know, we've never seen a president with as low approval ratings as this. Can you get negative percent approval ratings? No, he'll always have 30%. Here's the thing: is while he can't actually nuke anyone, 
you know, th- thankfully he can't launch Oy. nuclear weapons by himself. That's just the rules yeah, but he made I'm up. Just saying, yeah, but weapons. I would like to note that, you know, but, he needs a secretary of state, right? Mm-hmm. And he appoints a secretary of state. <laughs> so, well, they have to be confirmed by the Senate. Yeah, yep. but he could still put for, most of the time people. I don't. know, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean, yeah. but yeah, he could put. But I, I like to think that anyone he will pick is going to have enough sense to go. No, no, we're not nuking Russia. No, no, he won't nuke Russia. Putin, Putin, he really admires Putin. He's not going <laughs> to nuke Russia. He, he he admires Putin now, and then he's going <laughs> to until Putin's he has to deal with him. him. Yeah, Putin's going to take him for a ride, and then he's going to want to nuke Russia. Uh, um, all right, so the tone of the RNC. Actually, but hmm. in all seriousness, he can't actually order our military to do pretty much anything for 90 days. Like, that—that that is within his power <laughs> as president. <laughs> for ni- 90 days, that's what we yeah. get. <laughs> so that's that's, that's the, the rules. After 90 days, Congress has to authorize yeah. it. But yeah, for but 90 he, days, he has, you know, free can, reign to do anything he wants. Uh, just, uh, I mean, not to, here, here, here's a funny thing, though. I mean, isn't that what, how we kind of got in, we kind of ended up going into uh, Libya? I mean, we pretty much <laughs> uh, started doing an air campaign, and then when Congress was supposed to re-up it 90 days later, uh, they tossed the football. They decided not to do anything, and it kept going because they wouldn't say no or yes because they were afraid... They were being, you know, spineless. They didn't want to voice support for something that Obama was doing, and they didn't want to actually stop what he was doing either because that would mm-hmm. get in the way of their general, like, you know, blow stuff up and, you Woo! know, whatever. So, I mean, regardless of whether you thought Libya was right or wrong, which, uh, you know, obviously looking back, it kind of sucks, but, you know, take out a yeah. dictator and let the people fend for themselves, I guess, right? All right. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, the problem you're going to have is that if Trump does something, if it, you know, will Congress be, if it's all Republicans, which if Trump wins, the chances are both houses stay in Republican control, uh, who, who would... uh, I mean, who would stand up to that? Would they just let it go because they they don't want to, you know, stop them, or they just kind of punt it like they've done in the past, and they've been punting ever since. Like, they really have not... (laughs) We have a bit of a do-nothing Congress at the moment. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's why you've got to be afraid of a Trump presidency. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of scary in that respect. Yeah, I mean, so, no, it's, it's utterly terrifying. So let's, let's talk for a but minute the, about the, perhaps the, one of the... the uh, let's talk for a second about perhaps one of the biggest um, unexpected headlines to come out of the RNC. Uh, Before you do, I've got a quick break in. Right. Go ahead. I did a quick bit of research on that supposedly classified information that Trump shared. Yeah. That's not classified in any fucking way, and it also okay. he's wrong. <laughs> we don't. Well, we you know, but uh, there's no U.S. military bases in Saudi Arabia right now. However, there are Saudi bases that used to be American bases that America <laughs> still pays some rent on, so that they can For use them as reason. like staging and refueling areas. Mm. Okay. And there's also one base, uh, Eskin Village, hmm. where they maintain an actual personnel presence for training purposes. Oh, okay. So, basically, he doesn't know how to read a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, okay. this businessman does not know how to read a spreadsheet. Oh, come on. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. 
came out and said that, yeah, I think the reason Trump's not putting out his tax returns is because if we actually look at it, Hillary Clinton is probably a better businessman than he is. <laughs> well, no considering that Hillary Clinton pays more in tax than Donald yeah. Trump made last year, yeah, <laughs> I'd say that might be correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the headline you were going with? Uh? The headline, the headline that the unexpected headline, because of course there's the normal stuff that happens at the these conventions for the political parties, uh, being that Cruz kind of fell on his own sword in going up on stage and in the end not supporting Trump and telling everybody to vote for uh, vote with their consciences. Yeah, um, that's, you know, it, that was it's kind always, of unexpected to me. Maybe not to you, who, who's more politically versed than I, but that seemed well, kind of unexpected. I expected, I mean, you know, I'm used to, you know, I'm cynical on these topics. Mm-hmm. I usually expect, I expect that, you know, the high end, high up Republicans would eventually fall in line like a lot of them have. But mm-hmm. uh, so when Cruz actually, <laughs> but, you know, he, <laughs> Cruz is kind of a dick. So, I mean, you can't, you can't really expect you know, he's kind of a tremendous psychopath. <laughs> yeah, like so. You, you, if you're gonna see something like that, you're gonna see it from him. And it was kind of like one of those situations where you're watching like two kaiju like fighting each other over a city, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually, you know, one of them. I'm kind of feeling proud that they stood up, but. <laughs> I kind of want them both to destroy each other. <laughs> yeah, to be perfectly honest, I expected uh, Ted Cruz to stab Trump in the back. What I didn't expect was Ted Cruz to stab Trump in the front, looking him in the eye while going, <laughs> take it, Donald, take it. <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, yeah, like, I know. Uh, you know. That was great. And uh, it's, it just, yeah. it's like telling somebody you, it's like yell, telling somebody you hate them right at their own birthday party. That's, that's kind of what it's like. You know, well, in, in all seriousness, though, props for stabbing Trump in, like, the face. The most just public like, way possible. Just like, <laughs> I give no fucks. Yeah, but did I you see... You, you need to die. Did you, you, you... The even weirder part of that moment, if you watch it on video, and if you watch it from, like, a camera that's, uh, like, a dynamic camera, is... Cruz delivers the, like, vote your conscious, and the crowd starts booing. And at that moment, they look up at the stand, like, the VIP section, which has, like, Trump's kids, and they're kind of, like, doing, they're kind of, like, doing this, like, oh, God, like, or sort of, like, I don't even know, they seem to be, like, thought one, the Trump Jr. is, like, giving a thumbs up to somebody, but I'm not sure exactly, I thought somebody was going to, like, I don't know, shoot Cruz or something at this point. But, but from the other the end of the... signal is now. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, like, hey, hey, take him out. Um, no, but the uh, the thing that's crazy is from the other side of, like, the stadium, Trump enters the room and, like, starts walking out like a WWF match. I know. And, like, the crowd, like, starts cheering at that moment, and they're boo-cheering. Like, there's <laughs> booing from the, the people from the crew speech, and then there's... You know, cheering because Trump's entered, and I was really expecting him to grab a chair and like throw it at Cruz and like uh, you know just like start beating each other up. Uh, Which is one of those weird moments where you're beautiful. just like, is this really a political like convention? Because this is not really what I expected to see. Yeah, no. Cruz would have kicked Trump's ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, because he's the Zodiac killer, he has experience in these sorts of things. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean his his dad. Oh, and then and then oh on top goodness. of that, he has Trump has a press conference the next day and talks about the dad's relationship with the killer with with JFK's Kennedy's killer again. JFK's assassination again. And oh. and says like, well, I wouldn't want his uh, endorsement anyway. Then why'd and you let like him petulant. on stage? Yeah. And he's like, well, I read the speech. I I just didn't care because he's nothing to me. And you're just like, what the <laughs> f is going on with you? Like who? Like you could just tell that campaign. I just don't. I mean, you know how like in West Wing they're like. Let Bartlett be Bartlett, right? And right. that was like the winning. That was like the winning strategy for the West Wing was we need to yeah. let Bartlett be Bartlett. And uh, you feel like the campaign managers like, don't let Trump be Trump. Why are we letting Trump, Trump be, be Trump? Trump? It's like, oh no, he's Trumping again. Stop him. That has to be a verb inside the Trump campaign. Oh God, he's Trumping. Can you? I mean, can you just imagine what it's like to be a Trump surrogate at this point? It just Ryan. Uh, uh, Prefess or whatever his name is, uh, uh, Rince Previs, the the RNC guy. Yeah. He's got to be like, man, they do not pay me enough. But don't worry, I get enough good kickbacks. You know, like it's like, <laughs> like how? Why would you keep that job? I would just like immediately uh, as Trump became like the nominee, I'd be like, well, I'm stepping down. Ah, uh, I cannot. It's just well, that, hey, I you know what? I thought so much of that convention and. I feel like and you know who I really feel bad throughout that entire convention, the NPR and PBS people who were covering it up in their booth up high in the in the convention in in the convention, because there were times where they were interviewing people, and you could tell like there was this one guy they were interviewing that says, "Yeah, but he says all these horrible things about women that that that's like the literal definition of sexism are you are you comfortable supporting a candidate like that and some guy just says like a you know talks in circles around them you can tell they're like you dense motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) well i thought i thought your uh headline that you want to talk about is how michelle obama spoke at both conventions that is that is i i'd forgotten about i'd forgotten that yes that's true yeah michelle obama the first first lady to speak at both parties convention to have her words at both parties conventions <laughs> courtesy of um, um uh, M- melina is that what is trump's wife's name i can't even remember um I want to. I want to say Mylena, but I know, but I'm pretty sure that's a character from Mortal Kombat. It's um, It's Melania. 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 Yeah, I'm always confusing. Ivanka is their kid. Ivanka is a kid. Yeah, the poor liberal kid who gave. You know, the other funny thing is she gave a speech that pretty much should have been at the DNC. <laughs> like it was like he believes in all these liberal values like uh, going through like you know like childcare and uh all the stuff and th- it's like wait a minute are you at the right convention yeah and um i mean yeah oh go ahead oh i was gonna say she had to change her party to even vote for him in the primary because she was already re- she was registered a democrat <laughs> Mm-hmm. Didn't half of Trump's family not you know make the party change in time? Yeah. yeah. No, they did. They did not, which is the funny part about New York's uh, crazy <laughs> uh, amount of time you need to register. But we yeah. talked about that in a prior episode yeah. of Friday Night Party Line. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And then uh, Melania's uh, website was taken down because uh, report because apparently on it it noted that she got an architecture degree from uh, Luj Blizana <laughs> in uh, Sevnica in uh, Slovenia, and uh, apparently she didn't. And then the entire website went away. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, obvious. You know, is that really the most surprising thing? Not in the <laughs> least. <laughs> But I typed I mean, in Melania Trump to have Google fix my spelling of it, and that was like the one of the that was like the first article under the in the news section. Yeah, let's um, just say that you know the the RNC was kind of a dumpster fire. It was. It was. Oh man, the DNC, however, that was kind of awesome to watch. I mean, the RNC was awesome to watch because of it seemed like so much went wrong during it. But the DNC was kind of amazing. I think a lot of the Bernie supporters have come around to uh, support Hillary during the course of the convention. I hope so. Um, I mean, that's that was a lot of the focus during the whole week. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to go down to the convention, but I ended up not yeah. because it was like uh, 98 degrees like the whole week, and I was like, screw this. Oh, poor baby. brutally hot on the East Coast here. <laughs> well, it's 98 degrees with like, it's 98 degrees with like 80% humidity. That's the, that's the real problem. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, but uh, so Michelle Obama's I mean, speech was really good. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and she has she has seemingly not aged a second. <laughs> yeah, she's done a really good job of not aging. Yeah, well, that's why she's focused on health the whole time. Exactly, she's been eating, right? that's it. Eating from the the White House garden, you know, she's been working out. She needed Meanwhile, to Obama's magic. turning into the fucking crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe she's maybe she's like sapping his youth away. I always him. felt. I always I, feel I've watched Clinton. enough presidents do this that I yeah. know it's just the job. Yeah, it, it is. It's also eight. It's also eight years of uh, aging in your uh, eight years home, of when aging. When you're over fifty, yeah. Yeah, but you change a lot. Like I, you know, you stay kind of stable between like twenty-five to like forty something, and then at some point you start hitting like a little bit of a wall. Yeah, and then like, but then it's not only just eight years of being the president, but eight years of being the president and having two daughters. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thinking of myself when I was younger, I don't think I would describe myself as anything remotely approaching stable. <laughs> I'm talking about your looks. Looks, looks. We already Look, know you're psychologically prime. questionable, Cherba. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, here's the here's the other crazy thing, and it, this is kind of a comparison to the DNC to the RNC. You know, you had the DNC, which had like Obama, Clinton, Michelle Obama, Biden. You had, like, all these past Sanders. vice presidents and presidents, current Sanders. I mean, yeah, you have the primary opponent who endorses the uh, the person who gets the nomination instead of stabbing them in the back horribly, which is what <laughs> I think some of the California delegation thought might happen, but they were probably disappointed from their booze. Mm-hmm. But uh, the... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's that's the other crazy thing that no one I mean, you don't you can't get Republicans to really talk about, which is their past nominees and their past presidents have not endorsed their current nominee. The None only one that them. has, there's two that have. 
There's Dull, who I'm pretty sure has kind of like lost his rocker at this point. Oh, and then oh. there's uh, there's no. McCain, who McCain is like I, you know, McCain's like so sad to think about. Like here's a guy uh. who Trump said like I don't like loot people who get ca- I don't like military veterans who get captured. I like the ones that don't. because <laughs> he got yeah. captured. Yeah, I like my war heroes <laughs> are heroes, and not just because they got captured and tortured. It's like, you know what? Uh, are we allowed to curse in this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I try not to. But <laughs> fuck you. Like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, like I had, I mean, I don't have as much respect for McCain as I used to, but I always respected him on that level. And the fact that he was usually, you know, a gentleman in terms of stuff. When people would like talk bad about Obama, he'd be like, look, to attack the guy's policy, but the guy's, you know, a good father and an upstanding person. Like, yeah. You know, he was classy. And the thing is, is for, yeah. I was a little disappointed that he endorsed uh, Trump because he's the only one of, like, the living nominees other than Dole, who's, like, 90-something uh, and kind of rumbling around, um, <laughs> who has. I mean, neither Bush, Mc, I mean, Romney was actually trying to find some way of getting him. <laughs> I mean, he ended up... Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I think he said he's voting for Gary Johnson at this point. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and I mean, like you know, Ted Cruz, the guy you're running against, won't endorse you. It's just, it's. Uh, I, I, has there ever been a time where that has happened? Like, I'm not really sure. No. I, think I think the last time uh, that happened, I think the the, the uh, two candidates ended up. Um, Shooting at each other in a duel. No, well, I was going to say the the last time that this happened in a significant way was Goldwater, probably. Mm, yeah, man. Um, and in that case, you know, the Republicans lost in a landslide afterwards. So hopefully, that'll happen. Of course, Goldwater inspired Ronald Reagan, which caused the Reagan Revolution later. So I mean, sometimes yeah. you know, you you dodge one bullet to get hit with another. I love. I love how on the RNC when Trump when Trump's uh, on stage, what was it? What did they play? You can't always get what you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit on the nose there. A little bit, just a little I, bit. I, I could. I thought that was a joke. I, I, I didn't. I didn't catch the opening, so I, um, I really thought that. <laughs> that that was not that was somebody making a joke that that's Kate came in he did he actually yes because I did yeah, not no. see that beginning part that was how they, they, really they played out the convention <laughs> why why the hell <laughs> why the hell would you it's put that gotta song? be it's gotta be it's Trump one of my favorite, just one going of my favorite I own you people that just has to be him doing that yeah that is something he would do. But we're not getting what we need. Uh, we're getting Trump. Oh my goodness! It's just yeah. I uh, what a cavalcade of madness. <sighs> but you yeah, know, you know what? You know what? An, uh, oh, go during ahead, an event on the on the uh, during an event on the Tuesday night, the campaign used a Rolling Stones "Start Me Up," mm-hmm. and then multiple times through the convention, but notably f- for the uh, entry music for Trump, they used. You can't always get what you want. Nineteen sixty-nine, <laughs> the Rolling Stones. No, you know what? That's not no. I Trump didn't pick that. Some no, aid, he did not pick yeah, that. Some aide did, and they were trying to put out a message, and that message was. <laughs> help. 
that message was well received. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think an aide picked that. I think Trump did because <laughs> I I seriously think he picked that song. Guys, like I like this song. I want this to be my song. Like, did you listen do you, to it? Do you, do you I like it. I like it. I like it. I what, what, the words are great. What are you talking about? There, there. This is the best song ever. There are many the words. The words are great. The music is, is the music is tremendous. We're gonna play this song. <laughs> did you get the rights to this song? No. no. <laughs> yes, they did. They didn't get the rights from Rolling Stones, the band. But do you really think that Ro- the Rolling Stones own that fucking no. song? No. No, it's the record company who they got permission from because they waved a giant fucking wad of cash at them. Here's the thing is, I I don't... There's been a lot of times where he's used music that he didn't get any permission for. Yeah. I mean, not just him. It's it's like all political, but it's become most more of an issue because everybody, all the artists seem to hate Trump. Yeah. And he keeps using their songs and they're like, stop it. Stop using our songs. We don't like you. Stop. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears slightly and talk about Hillary Clinton because yeah. you know we've um, focused on Trump, obviously, right. but the yeah, real significant the person yeah. in uh, this is that Hillary Clinton did what? First woman, first woman to get the uh, nomination of a major political party in the United States. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Quite, quite excellent. And excellent. My favorite, uh, my favorite part of the entire DNC was the roll call. I thought I just, I was so entertained by the roll call the entire time, and it was just so amazing to me that each state sends their own little happy little delegation in there to go and cast the uh, cast their votes for the amount of cast the give rather give the numbers for the delegates for it. And I found out that the United States has some territories that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you weren't paying attention. We, we were going through all the primaries earlier, Victor. You no. should have known. <laughs> no, but I mean like the Northern Marianas, the Northern Mariana Islands. I we didn't... talked about that in a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we? we I was pitching <laughs> that most of them don't get a vote. Yeah, I I didn't even know they existed. Apparently, this one, they they it was the very first time they did get a vote in the roll call, and um, I I, I very swiftly swiftly looked them up on Wikipedia, and I learned a lot about the North Mariana Islands <laughs> that night. Dude, we're we're like an empire, dude. We got all yeah. these crazy little islands everywhere. It's, it's true, don't we? I think the Federated States of Micronesia. Are kinda ours? Now some of them are protectorates of the United yeah. States. The sun never sets on the American <laughs> Empire, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, it you know, yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was. I I was really kind of confused when uh, Vermont decided to skip, and and then as soon as they went, as soon as I realized, oh, they're going to go last. Yeah. I thought that was a really classy move Sanders did. I thought that was just really classy i thought sanders throughout the whole convention was extremely classy Mm -hmm. uh from him from him yeah doing the nomination to giving like a a a really good speech to go into his delegation that was unruly in california and pretty much being like stop it guys yeah like stop it cool it he (laughs) did a a lot to uh to in the name of party unity during the entire convention 
I gotta admit, I felt a bit sorry for him though, because there were a lot of moments where he looked mm. quite a bit like Doctor Frankenstein trying to control his creature. <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh shit, what have I done? This is not going well. <laughs> there were moments during the convention that he legitimately looked like he was about to cry, and I don't mean yeah. the moments like where his uh, where his brother uh, did the votes for uh, citizens living outside the United States. I thought he just there was moments where he just seemed like really upset about the whole yeah. thing. Well, I mean, you know, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't lose by that. I, I mean, I know is you know, we've said it before. It's like, oh no, he lost in the last slide, but he you know, he locked up 40% of the vote. It's a it's a respectable turnout yeah. for not the party favorite. Yeah. 10% more and it would have been a dead heat. So and he did a yeah. lot to move the platform. I love how, yeah. like, in, like, all the episodes about politics, we're like, yeah, there's no way Barty's going to win, and then suddenly now we all seem to be a bit reticent about him. <laughs> well, we're not... We didn't... I, I think a lot of us actually want Bernie Sanders America. We just recognize that it isn't going to happen this go-round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I like... I mean, I yeah. liked Bernie Sanders. I just thought that... Uh, he should have, uh, you know, conceded at a time when it was realistic that he was not going to win the nomination. Yeah. So that his so that his supporters wouldn't go down the crazy conspiracy lane that they ended up going because they pushed, you know, like this fight. And so now I'm in these all these freaking conversations because of those DNC emails that uh, where they're like, well, it's rigged. Like now they're like they're like well this just proves that Arizona, California, and New York were all were all states that uh we're all you know, states that, that were all rigged can- and I'm just like dude that none of that is in any of the emails like they're the the, the the inane BS that's in those emails is barely like most of it is people coming up with crazy ideas and the the chair shooting them down yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about the election being rigged, what you want to look at is the voter disenfranchisement due to voter ID laws in in a lot of those states. Yeah, well, it's like the guy a guy I was arguing with online. He's like, "Well, Arizona shows." I'm like, "Well, Arizona is because they Supreme Court overturned parts of the Voters Rights Act, which made it so that they had to provide a certain amount of voting machines to minority districts and." The county that they had all the problems in in Arizona was a county run by Republicans, and the area was a majority Hispanic area. Which surprise, they surprise. Cut, they, yeah, they cut the voting machines from like 160 to like 60. <laughs> and then they wondered why there was giant lines there. And then, they, and then the Sanders and Clinton campaign both filed suits about it, and yet there's these people who just cannot get it through their head that like, the DNC doesn't control how many voting machines appear in a particular precinct. The DNC doesn't even control the voting process. That goes down to the local level. Here's the funny thing, is that these people are going like, oh yeah, the election's rigged, the election's rigged, we've got proof. Uh, Not only have you apparently found proof, I say with air quotes so big <laughs> that you could put them around the Hollywood sign and they'd look comedically large. <laughs> the Hollywood sign is actually not that big, but point taken. Go on. Big enough to see from a distance. Anyway. <laughs> Freaking, 
if you've found that evidence, you've somehow found evidence that literally every journalist in political journalism has somehow failed to find after very detailed and rigorous analysis of every single email that was released by Russia, I mean WikiLeaks. Oh, uh, you, you, you'll appreciate this. So this guy, uh, this guy like posted all these emails and was like, look, this one is the evidence that they wanted to pull an MSNBC clip and they pretty much send the email to them and they pulled the clip and it says, you. and I looked at the email, I was like, okay, well, let me look at this email. And the email's like, hey, that clip on MSNBC, could you pull it? I'd like to get the transcript as soon as possible. I'm like, they're pulling a recording of it so they can get a transcript. It's, it's like, not hey. pulling the clip that was on the channel already. Like, come on, guys. How media like, people and while we're at it, there was that person that said we should pull Building 7. <laughs> Don't you know that pull it always means demolish something? It's like... <laughs> It's like, come on, guys. And the other problem is, is those emails... Uh, the gesturing Sherber was doing with his finger there. <laughs> those e these emails come out in, like, April and uh, April and May, like, after the... Generally, after the New York primary and after... It's pretty apparent that the, you know, Sanders was not going to win. But he, they stepped up their attacks on the DNC on all these topics. So I just don't understand. It's like, what, the DNC is supposed to just sit there and get attacked by a campaign and not, yeah. like, even try to think of maybe a counter, how they should actually respond to it? And yeah. in all those cases, they decided mostly to just deny whatever and just ignore it. Mm -hmm. It's like they didn't, there wasn't, like, some crazy nefarious plan. Yeah. Just, and also, uh, let's not forget... Sanders himself, the person with the most to gain from proving the election was rigged, is going, yeah, no, it wasn't rigged. We just lost. His fucking yeah. press manager is going, yeah, no, fuck it. The election we wasn't lost. rigged. We, we lost, lost, guys. We lost. His strategists, fucking people in the campaign at every level are going like, yeah, no, we, we just fucking lost, guys. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> and meanwhile, these people are just like, fuck, rah, 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 elections are rigged, <laughs> emails. Rah. Oh, I got into Rabid this argument with this guy on Facebook. It was bad. And then, of course, we get to the whole fact that Russia. Yeah, let's talk about it. that. <laughs> oh, yes. Jerma, take Russia. it away. To Russia? <laughs> yes, to Russia. <laughs> take it away to Russia. Hack this conversation. Hack this conversation. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically what happened was that around early May, there were rumors going around that the DNC had been hacked. By late May, that was confirmed. And it people were going, uh, oh, yeah, look, the DNC's been hacked. The DNC comes out and goes, yeah, we've had an intrusion. We don't know what's up. And then Guccifer, uh, Guccifer 2.0 specifically, came forward saying, like, yeah, we hacked the DNC. Ha-ha. <laughs> Which was a bit of a mistake because uh, by that point it was pretty well known in the InfoSec community that Gusev 2.0 was basically just a Russian front op. And after that, we also discovered. Well, I say we, but I'm not an InfoSec person. It's just it's how I <laughs> that, talk. That we Get know of. It's the royal we. <laughs> yes, it is the royal we. So, <laughs> so anyway. People, we the people, dis discovered that fucking... Turns out there's a lot of other stuff, like a bunch of shared SSL certificates, a bunch of computers and documents that had been edited on Russian language machines. All sorts of little details that have added up to 
Well, it's not precisely concrete, direct evidence that's a big neon sign that says this was Russia, but there's two kinds of evidence here that are kind of of importance. One is that we have enough circumstantial evidence that it's kind of outlined a big picture that says Russian hackers, kind of like a Looney Tunes character busting through a wall. <laughs> like that part of that character, that fucking part isn't there, but it's pretty sure, pretty clear from the outline what was meant to be there. And the second thing is what's called carpet walker tracks. Like, uh, say you're tracking someone over dry sand, it's pretty easy. They'll leave footprints, right? Mm-hmm. So you go all budget uh, fucking snowshoes with some carpet squares, and it gets rid of your footprints on the dry sand when, you know, walking through the desert or whatever. The only problem is that's still reasonably trackable because it disrupts the natural pattern that you expect to find in the sand. So mm-hmm. instead of tracking the thing, you're tracking the absence. Because, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, and the only time that there's nothing is when someone's trying to cover their tracks and deliberately deleting everything. There's a lot of tracks like that leading around this, and they all track pretty well back to Russia, so... (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say they track back to Hillary. Yes, they track track back to Hillary, who is actually Vladimir Putin's illegitimate love child. (laughs) It would make a lot of sense. It would make no sense. <laughs> well, think about it. Oh, no, about no, it. you think about it. <laughs> what, what also was really funny is then, uh, then you know, uh, Trump responds because he has to instead of just being like shutting up and not saying stuff. He only had to say five words. Yeah, he really. Yeah, just, we <laughs> Russia, we did uh, Russia did not hack. Hillary. That's it. No, he doesn't even have to say that. He doesn't. He can blame it on Russia, but he yeah. has to just say. He has to just say. You know, it is really wrong to have foreign actors operate within our election. Uh, you know, and try to manipulate us. You know, and that's all he had to say, and just end it there. But no, he goes. Well, you know, I don't know Russia, Putin at all. If you're he's listening, he's like, I don't know Putin. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. First, he's like, well, Russia. If you're listening. I mean, the Try media will really... Try to find the other really, 30,000 yeah. emails. Yeah, find these other emails. The media will reward you. And then he writes a tweet, like, a little while later that, like, r- kind of changes those words a little bit to make it sound less crazy, hmm. uh, which is funny because I had my dad... Uh, my less dad actually craziness. tossed me... Yeah, well, he tossed me back the tweet saying, this is all he said. This doesn't sound crazy. And I'm like, no, Dad. Listen to what he actually said, not what he tweeted like a couple hours later like it's like he was actually saying just telling him to actually do it to get rewarded but the point is is he he didn't need to say he didn't need to do that he could have just said man hacking is really bad we should not do that but he couldn't do that obviously he also was like i don't even know putin i've never met him and then of course straight there's like at least three or four interviews where he's been like, yeah, I met Putin. We're like best buds like a few years ago. And then you're like, okay, right? I mean, like, (laughs) why don't you just say, I've met Putin a few times and that's it. But now he has to deny that he's had any interaction with Putin. First he's first he's first he's going, I hope Putin senpai will notice me. Now he's yeah. going, Putin senpai is a baka. Is what he's going. 
So what you're saying is that Donald Trump is Sundar and totally Moe. Yep. This, yeah, but this shit, this shit would, this shit would sink any other presidential nominee. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is possibly the first presidential campaign where we've had a candidate literally advocating for international espionage against the United States. Because let's not forget, as much as people say, oh, Hillary's emails, they're not Hillary's fucking emails. They're the State Department's emails. Right. Hillary Clinton yeah. just... Uh, this Hillary is the first time we've had... had she write them, really. I mean, people working for her, but, you know, semantics. I mean... No, she wrote them. She had a Blackberry. She's, you know... Tech, 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 I've had many Blackberries. They're delicious. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I it just love that. It's I, too uh, silly. It's just like every day. I just don't. I just the people Can't that I know that are see the warning signs. Putin the, likes him. Kim Jong Un likes him. Likes him. Yeah, I mean like, dictators around the world him. like him. He he compliments the Chinese on Tiananmen Square as a great way of you know taking a protest down. I mean, what's he gonna do next? Say Hitler was really good at organizing camps. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's next. Uh, what what just, are we going to have as the over and under on that one? Was, I just sings, can't understand. He sings the songs and the choir sings along. That is the scariest part. Not that he's saying it, but yeah. that the choir yeah. is singing right along with him. Exactly. If Trump says, you know, we should probably have a great, we should probably look like, look at China and get them and get a big firewall just like them. You know, the uh, next thing you know, there are going to be Republicans going, you know what? Maybe freedom of speech isn't a good idea. Yeah. I just, uh, it just it, like, I know people who are big Trump yeah. supporters, and I just, I don't know how, well, like, there's just one. Are talking about this? Well, I know, but I mean, like, let's look at it this way. Like, let's say you're a hardcore Republican. Like, okay, let's let's say Clinton is a horribly flawed candidate who you can't, you, you know, you can't, who you can't trust because of her secret emails and like she's taken money from banks or whatever. You know what? She still actually has a whole bunch of liberal ideas that you can back. Trump, you can't even be convinced. Like, let's say your big issue is abortion. You can't even be convinced that he's one way or the other on that issue. He's been on every single side. He said statements definitively in every direction and he changes his story every couple minutes. Like, how can you how can you be definitive on anything he says? Scott, you remember when he clinched the nomination two months ago and I was talking about how he's Teflon and you said, No no, it's over now. They're gonna start at, like looking at him now. He's still fucking Teflon. Nothing sticks. <sighs> defies all political logic. That's why I'm taking August off of politics because until we get to a debate where they'll just sit there and you'll have them both standing next to each other and you'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like that's, I hope mm. that someone has like, a whole bunch of people have a come to Jesus moment or whatever where they're just like. <laughs> I, think, I think that's where Whoa. the undecideds are going to decide. But uh, I, I don't know because he's still Teflon and he's going to get in that debate and he's going to yell louder than Hillary Clinton and the people who are his supporters are still really going to like that he's yelling at Hillary Clinton. 
And if Hillary yells back, they're gonna ramp on the. They're gonna go and start saying that. Oh, look at that! See, she had. She's being such a bitch or something, you know. Yeah, yeah we like. like she's, oh, she's so unladylike. They'll, they'll, they'll say shrill. Things shrill. There you go. Nuts. Yeah, it'll it'll be shrill. Because the only oh. thing Hillary Clinton is guilty of is being a poli- a good politician and a woman at the same time. She is conniving and crazy, or she she is not manipulative any more than any other politician. She is just doing it while she's a woman, and apparently that's not okay. Just swing away from the Republicans for a moment. Mm. Speaking of crazy, it seems that there is two kinds of Bernie supporters now. There's the kind who have basically gone, yeah, you know what? Look, it's a shit sandwich, but I'd rather have a shit sandwich than a fucking Colombian necktie. Do you know what a so Colombian necktie will... is? <laughs> yes, I do. Exactly. Oh, God. Why, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> don't Google but, that, people. Yeah, actually, don't, unless you've got a bit of a strong stomach. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. like, fucking, because I'm seeing the ones who are like, yeah, you know, look, it's a shit sandwich, but there's times where you just got to eat a shit sandwich because the alternative's worse. Yeah. Those people... They're, they're pretty good. Good on you for having a bit of spine and a bit of fucking intestinal fortitude and, like, actually standing for what Bernie stands for. Yep. Then you've got the people who are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people who are like, oh, we need medical professionals to check Hillary because look at this video and it's a clearly edited video where they have grabbed footage, rewound it, and then played it forward again to make Hillary look like she's having a fucking seizure and going, oh, she clearly has medical issues. She's unfit for office. We should get Bernie. I'm like, you're not getting Bernie, Carl. Bernie, Bernie's done. This- Even Bernie knows that Bernie's done. Hey, you know, uh, he was done. He still had, he still went to the primary in D.C., I was pretty impressed that uh, I was pretty impressed that uh, Hillary brought up Sanders a lot during her speech at different yeah. moments. Like whenever, yeah. whenever she changed into a topic that was a Sanders topic, she name dropped Sanders in that moment, and uh, yeah, it was and I, I thought it was actually a lot. Yeah. Actually, she mentioned him at least three more times than I expected him to be mentioned. It's just beautifully orchestrated political circus. It's like, how does this just all happen the way it's supposed to happen? Yeah, I've never seen someone look more embarrassed to be on camera and called out, though, than when she initially said, oh, and thank you, Bernie Sanders, and, like, the camera fucking switches focus over to him (laughs) sitting in the seat next to his wife. He looked like he wanted to crawl in a hole and pull it in after himself. (laughs) He did not want to be in that seat right there on camera. Like, I think he was thankful that that she was willing to thank him in the public speech, but... I think he could have done without the cameras because, like, you can just <laughs> yeah. gradually see him, like, kind of g- getting smaller and smaller as the camera <laughs> focuses on him longer and longer. Because uh, that was simultaneously being put up on the big screens. He knew where they were focusing. Yep. <laughs> it's like, well, you're it's like you're in that makeout cam at like a sports game or whatever. And you're like, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just had a thought. What if, like, Clinton appoints him to be the uh, Secretary of Labor. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that would be a, a good spot possibly to go to, but I, I think I don't think I mean, he'd I take think it. He's probably, I think he's probably fine. You know, it's funny. The one of my uh, Bernie or Bus people was like, "Well, I might consider Clinton 
if she started to say that she wanted Sanders to be the Senate Majority Leader, and I was like, well, I guess you're still going to be a Bernie or Buster. Because no. <laughs> I was like, that is that is some crazy dreaming. Like, A, she doesn't really get to pick who's going to be the majority no. leader. And uh, and B, there's no possible way that the people in the Senate are going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Schumer's just going to be, Chuck Schumer's going to be like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just take it. I didn't want it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and let's be honest here for a moment. Like, we, we didn't want Bernie to be president for much the same reasons we don't want him to be the Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> Organizing yeah. a political party is yeah. not really his bag. No. Well, there's, yeah. there's this great, there's this great po- uh, political podcast called The Weeds. I don't know if you guys, uh, any of you listen to it, but uh, they were talking the about... Weeds. They were talking about the the way that we run for office in the United States and how it's very like masculine and it focuses on um, a lot of like traits that we you know breed into men and try to tell women that's not great and it's kind of like what you were talking about how like like Clinton like shored up the primary uh, you know early by building a large coalition she built this you know group yeah. of people that supported her and like you know were in her camp already and that's like traditionally what you would consider to be like more of a what uh you know like a feminine quality or whatever now we're talking about like generalizations here right now i don't actually believe it's that way right. but uh yeah so i mean uh I mean that's not a feminine quality <laughs> yeah well that's but she gets hammered there's the, 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 the yeah, things yeah. in politics that you get hammered for that traditionally like you would put a role for like a female are what you we don't we don't actually select for yeah and and so that's the that's not, the problem not in the political process and yeah so basically and she, yeah she's getting hammered for being unladylike and I I mean no one has said it outright but that you know all the people who have these are like oh she's she's done this she's done that all, all these things that she's manipulated all these like she's a politician. She is just doing things politicians do. Yeah, she got hammered by that when she was the first lady for control of policy and actually working instead of just sitting there and, like, taking in guests and wearing nice dresses. You know, she's, she's... She's a business person. You know, she, she's a policy maker. I mean, Bill and Hillary Clinton are, you know, policy nerds in love. or what, I, I don't know, whatever they call whatever they're... <laughs> um, we got a couple of things to get to before we close up shop for this episode. Um, one thing, I mean, it's just like it's been completely baffling me is that how many people are... How many Bernie, Bernie or Busters are still calling for Hillary Clinton to get arrested. I mean, it's not like she's it's not like she's like Ryan Bundy or anything. That's a really good segue. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, way, way to yes. break some magic chirps. I was hoping you'd just and pick it up super say, smoothly. Yeah, the ball just, you know, the, the layup was there and the ball just <laughs> and I blame you, Cherba. <laughs> Oh no, it didn't fall. Like <laughs> Victor went to the lap, it's like perfectly arcing for the basket. And then I've just jumped out of nowhere like Magic Johnson just fucking slapped it out of the air, just like no. And then you're like you're like digging a hole right now and like uh, <laughs> to throw it even further. And you're just going, it's like and Victor's just going, What are you doing? We're on the same team. 
I'm helping. <laughs> uh, uh, no. All right, on with it, Cherba, since you've broken the illusion. Get on with it. Yes. Anyway, as you may remember, Ryan Bundy of the uh, Myla fucking National Wildlife Refuge <laughs> is in fucking jail. Uh, and in just when last week you thought it couldn't get any dumber when claiming that all of the spare food clothes and fucking ropes made out of torn bed sheets that he was stashing were perfectly innocent because he's a rancher who likes to prepare and he's just practicing braiding rope <laughs> you just have rope in your cell <laughs> has now come to his own defense with the following statement, which I will read verbatim. Mm-hmm. I, Ryan C, lowercase r, lowercase c, man, am an idiot of the legal society, in quotes, and I and, comma, I am an idiot, bracket, layman, comma, outsider, close, of the Bar Association, and I am incompetent, and I am not required by any law to be competent. <laughs> All right. So should we uh, should we bestow upon him the um, the rank and privileges of being Captain Obvious? <laughs> oh, it gets even better. His filing is like full of random weirdness about of like sovereign citizen fucking arguments about how he's gonna charge a hundred fucking million dollars if any man, woman, or person person in all caps for some reason places another order for me to come before the court regarding this matter he's demanding he should be paid 800 million for some reason he has a philosophical objection to capital letters (laughs) because practically every name and instance of I is like lowercase which is a big Freeman on the land thing (sighs) he has gone full crazy person and it's amazing and this is also, I might add, the same guy who literally said that, uh, literally tried to file suit that his constitutional rights were being infringed because they were not letting him have guns in jail. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait a minute, hold on a second. Sovereign citizens? Is he expecting us to treat a, him a sovereign citizen as if he has all the full constitutional rights? He's a sovereign yeah, I mean, citizen. Yeah, I mean, oh. technically, he doesn't have a Second Amendment right, right? Right. I mean, oh, and um, also, just as a little side note, every single page of his legal filing, which is, by the way, literally nonsense from start to finish, like it's is in common sense. Is in Comic Sans. It's br- oh no, it's full of clip art. On every page, he has stuck a clip art of a flag on the fucking page with. Notice the master's flag written beneath it. What? And he's like declaring himself immune to all of this other bullshit. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is the most insane thing I've ever read. And I fucking looked at that time cube shit. <laughs> I I followed Trump for a week. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I was and am still technically dabbling as a political journalist, man. Like, just when you think shit can't get weirder, it always does. <laughs> I was uh, there for Abbott and his fucking twenty-six flag speech. 
Hey, look on the bright side. Uh, At least Trump's flags are all digital on a fucking screen. He's not spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on fucking flags to stick behind him at press conferences. At one point, the joke down here about government press conferences was the more flag it has is the more serious it is. It's true. So people started writing it by flags like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. This is only a four flag. Really, <laughs> 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 Clinton was behind like like mm. 18 flags at one point. Uh, not at the convention, but it's something like before that. And you're just like, whoa, it must be serious. Okay. Um, <laughs> People were laying bets on when they were going to have so many flags on the stage that Abbott would just have to have his speech from a separate location. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. Man. We're uh, gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this episode, and we're no. gonna end it. We're gonna end it on a high note, and that what? high note is the is the childlike wonder displayed by Bill Clinton upon all the balloons in the DNC being dropped. I was looking for this link to, oh to, my goodness. to end the he podcast is, as well. He is You do not love anything as much as Bill Clinton <laughs> fucking loves balloons. Oh my god, no. Bill can't believe his can't believe his luck. He gets to play with these balloons? Bill gets to kick one. Bill throws one. He holds one. He shows the world that he's holding a uh, balloon. Bill wow, is happy. I, see, I did not see this breakdown of Bill, pictures. Bill can't believe his luck with the balloons. He tries to kick a bunch of little ones. Then he stands there sad because balloon time is coming to an end. But don't worry. He took one for the road. Sorry, little girl. That's Bill's balloon. I fully believe he took that home with him. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I mean, at some point after you've been president of the United States, you kind of just don't give a fuck anymore. I mean, come <laughs> I mean, on. You think maybe you think maybe he has a bouncy castle? That way he can be in a balloon. If I, you know, if I was an ex-president <laughs> of the United States, I would have a bouncy castle. Okay, by the way, like in that last gif, that guy that President Clinton kind of walks next to when he's taking the balloon away from the little girl... <laughs> Who's that guy who looks like a fucking cross between Bill Nye and Gary Busey? <laughs> oh, uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Is, Maybe, is he just a Secret Service bro? I think he, he might be a secret. Ser- I think he might be a Secret Service bro. It's hard to tell. I mean, the guy next to him is obvious because he is the size of a mountain and has an <laughs> obvious shoulder holster. Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah, most likely then. Uh, hey, can I just throw in? Can I just throw in like a real quick statement that I thought was really funny from the Hillary Clinton speech? That I mean, I feel admit remiss not talking about, which is she laughed at herself when she said, "I believe in science," because she had to say that in a speech <laughs> to the Democratic Party because it's not apparent in American politics well, that politicians believe in science <laughs> that a lot of people on the Bernie side are turning away and going like well I'm going to vote for Jill Stein who is literally insane <laughs> so yeah I can, I can kind of believe that I just find it funny that she had to be like you know I believe in science and then like laughed <laughs> like you know, a little bit, you're just like you're like, like yeah I mean why did I just it's like why did I have to say that just now <laughs> because oh, sorry, the, the flip side was at the RNC, they were talking about how, like, oh, well, you know, crime is actually down. It's like, well, Americans don't feel that crime is down. Like, oh, who the fuck cares what matter. Americans feel? Well, they don't feel that it's down, so it's not true. 
Dude, they took a poll on on whether you, the United States has the biggest, the most powerful army in the world or the mo- military in the world, and fit almost over fit mo- a majority of the people that answered said that we did not have the most powerful military in the world. They're like out of their fucking yeah, mind. Like it doesn't matter what you feel about it. <laughs> like it's just not true. Like I don't. It, <laughs> It wasn't about women's rights. The question that the the NPR in hours. What the fuck is wrong with you? It it wasn't about women's rights. The question that the NPR and the PBS people were like losing their minds about. They were interviewing on whether or not uh, was about the crime statistics about people feeling that crime was worse. That was yeah, the one they people, were like looking at people like, are you fucking Jamoke? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, oh. oh, oh God, there's so many. could be an NPR and they were just... <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I could go in oh. forever because like they were going around the RNC and asking them about the economy and they would be like, how's the economy in your area? And the person would, everybody they talked to said, it's going great here, but it's terrible everywhere else. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <sighs> It's also, like, yeah. as a final note, if you can't get your jollies from the pure, unadulterated joy of an ex-president encountering balloons for the first time... <laughs> it's like, didn't they have geez. those in 92? <laughs> no, balloons were only invented last year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead, get your joy from the pure, unadulterated schadenfreude of watching Scott Adams just get fucking roasted (laughs) by everybody. (laughs) Because he is, like, there's no way to describe it other than that he hated the DNC convention because he felt that having women have speeches was sucking out his testosterone through the TV. Wait, 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 what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Scott Adams is... Well, I'm exaggerating slightly... But let me just very quickly, as fast as I can, read one statement from the blog post. Put a link to to, why don't you? (laughs) Let me say this again so you know I'm not kidding. Based on what I know about the human body and the way our thoughts regulate our hormones, the the Democratic National Convention is probably lowering testosterone levels all over the country. Literally, not figuratively. And since testosterone oh. is the feel-good chemical for men, I think the Democratic what? Convention is making men feel less happy. They what? might not know why they feel less happy, but they will start to associate low feeling with whatever they are looking at when it happens, i.e. Clinton. Scott Adams, you don't even know why you feel less happy. You think you know, but you don't know. <laughs> and, he's, and like he also made the statement on Twitter, if any experience is necessary for being president, name a political topic I can't master in one hour under the tutelage of top experts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. he, and the two best ones of the best roasts I've seen since was uh, Rich Kianka, also known as Lotax from uh, Something Awful pointed out humility to which Scott <laughs> Adams to which Scott Adams claimed he only wanted to learn useful things and yeah that would be pretty useful for everyone else on the planet yeah and then Bill Crystal neoconservative useless bastard usually wrong about everything <laughs> pretty much everything also replied to that uh, replied to his claim about uh, which topic he might need to master with tweeting <laughs> <laughs> which is a burn so severe Scientists thought it may actually set the atmosphere on fire and kill us all. Uh, 
Oh man, yeah, it's just Scott Adams is a fucking lunatic. It's it is amazing. I think I was talking to Rim a couple days ago, and he just said it is amazing how many crazy stories have come out of the last two weeks. Like just every single day, there is so much news and so much crazy shit that, like you know, Trump is saying that uh, we just keep up. There's stuff like a couple months ago that probably would cause us all to be outraged but we've all forgotten because it just gets rolled over by the next thing that's crazier that comes up uh, oh I hey just, does, uh, does anyone else remember the fact that the biggest bribery scandal in modern history broke like four months ago oh yeah the uh, the Panama Papers mm-hmm. no or no was it that. Panama no the Unipoil Pan- scandal no I didn't even know about that one yeah, the uni oil scandal is the is literally the biggest bribery scandal in modern history. People oh wait a minute, that was uh, in Brazil. A week. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, so so uh, Cherba, that's not U.S. news. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. What's <laughs> <laughs> happening to brown people? We care we about care. we care about the U.S. Dude, we care Turkey about. We care about the UK because they because yeah. the, the politicians yeah, the tried some stupid gambit and it didn't work the way they expected. And we care about Australia because, quite frankly, you guys are a combination of both awesome and insane. So yeah. we can- <laughs> no, Turkey has a coup. Like one of our major NATO allies yeah. has a coup and then starts purging people out. And we yeah. forget about them the second like Trump says something and you don't even hear anything about any what's going on in Turkey at all. This oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, remember WikiLeaks? Yeah. They kind of, during these mass purges, they kind of doxed practically every woman in Turkey, many of them dissidents. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, WikiLeaks. Uh, WikiLeaks. I mean, WikiLeaks is a whole other topic that we could spend uh, another 20 minutes on this show talking about. There's just so, oh, easily. so much can stuff. We, can we not, so though, much. not this episode? Yeah, no, I don't. Can we? I understand. <laughs> Victor's blood sugar is. Yeah, yeah, Victor's like, God, I gotta <laughs> eat. It's just, it, no, I'm just saying there's so many topics going on right now that are just so, like, even, I mean, we're just touching on the American politics, and then there's, like, all these freaking international issues that are going on at the same time. One episode. One episode yeah. about alcohol in between talking about politics, and we have fallen so far behind. <laughs> hey, I wasn't on, I wasn't on the show for like three weeks, so I figured you'd voided top politics during that whole time. <laughs> no. <sighs> so yeah, we'll end it here. That's cool. <laughs> I have stuff right. that I could talk about that real quick, like you know, endorsements or whatever we normally do at the end of the show. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for being on the show. You will hear from us next week on Friday Night Party Line. Until oh, then, before we go. Oh. Fuck off. (laughs) What? What? Make sure you brush your teeth before bed. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Sky Vodka, which is what I've been drinking this whole show. I just finished this I just finished this bottle. If looks could kill, the look Victor gave me a second ago through the internet would have made me just explode messily. (laughs) Like fucking <laughs> uh, okay, so good night to uh, thank you to uh, Skojo George, and uh, we'll hear you'll hear from us next week on the Friday Night Party Line. 
Acceptable Vices is brought to you in part by Jack's Auto Body and Paint, providing automotive repair and award-winning paintwork for car lovers in the San Fernando Valley and beyond. For more information, call 818-951-5996. That's 818-951-5996. Please do note how I was very pointedly left off that list of thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Uh.